Hi, friends, and welcome to the Midwest Mompreneurs Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Snellen, and each week I am going to be sitting down to share honest conversations, real resources, and the tips to help you navigate motherhood and building a business at the same time. Let's be honest, it's not an easy journey when you want to do both, but it is possible. Let's get to it. Today's episode is a really powerful one. We are diving into everything from why you should be more vulnerable on social media to why you should be talking about color with your children and how racism is impacting many people in our world today. I am having a very honest and vulnerable conversation with a dear friend, Angel Elo of Hello Angel Rose. I have known her for several years and watched her journey, watched her grow, and she continues to inspire me in so many ways as a mother, as a wife, as someone that shares her vulnerabilities and her passions and how she is finding joy through all the different things that she has experienced in her life. I highly encourage you to listen to Angel's recent IGTV video series. She shared a very very powerful and insightful video that is called Love Sees Color. And we do reference that in this in this conversation, but I don't think you can fully understand unless you listen to it in her words and in that specific video. I also just want to share that I personally have a lot of work to do when it comes to this conversation, when it comes to being more inclusive and more diverse. And I really look forward to adding some amazing mompreneurs like Angel to this podcast. This platform was created as a way for me to share all different types of mompreneurs journeys. And I am making that a huge goal for me in 2020 to really uncover and share stories from mompreneurs from all over the Midwest that look, feel, talk, and have different experiences because no motherhood experience is the same. So I look forward to diving into this episode with you. I am so excited to be chatting with Angel Elo today. Um, I can't remember how we met. I actually think that I found you through social media because you posted something about um, having juice with your son at T-Loft. Do you remember that? Yes. (laughs) And I actually think, and I should have referenced the post before this, but you were talking about judgment that you received in in that moment of sharing your juice with your son. And at that time, I did not even have my son. I think this was when I was either pregnant or or pre-pregnancy and obviously you don't understand until you're a mom, but also I can never understand because I'm a white woman and a white mother. So I'm excited to be chatting with you because I look at you as someone that has built this incredible brand. You are a social media creator. You've done so much (laughs) in the space. Um, And you also have more recently started to really share your voice and some of the personal parts of your journey that so many people like myself will never experience or understand. So I'm excited to chat with you as someone that I admire and um, get this conversation going. So if you can kind of just share your background and content creating and blogging, how you started, why you started, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started content creation 
based on wanting to blog basically and which is funny because I don't really actually blog anymore that much mm-hmm. like I have a website but I don't blog anymore um so I actually started because of inspiration from honestly mommy um off of Instagram her and I were neighbors her husband and I or her husband married my husband and I um and so she had started doing it a year before I did um, and I was like, she has the same amount of kids I do. If she can do it, I can do it. So, um, and just having been friends with her, I just asked her for like advice on how to get started. Um, because it was something that I wanted to do. I felt like it, like content creation really combined all the things that I loved. It was like photography and writing, um, and social media and meeting people, um, through this online space. And so I was like, I can do that. I can do all of those things. And so I started let's see, in 2017, year 2017, and just have never stopped. (laughs) So it's been a lot of fun. I think I've moved a lot from blogging to content creation and now somewhat blogging, but it's, it's just, it's been this fun journey of like the more kids I have, the more I've been, my brand has been evolving and growing and watching it grow with me as I continue to do it. So yeah. yeah. I love that. And I think that's the case for so many people because blogging was like the first place to get into this world. And now there's mm-hmm. so many more options, which is fun. And I think it's always good to evolve. So yeah, uh, I love that. And how do you think that motherhood and the connection of being a mother and building this business, how has it been connected for you? Um, I think motherhood was where I started. It was kind of an easy starting point because it's like I was blogging about diapers and I was blogging about blowouts and different things like that. And then it really did end up evolving from those blowouts and different parts of motherhood, like pain points I had in motherhood. I feel like it was kind of a creative space for me to talk about infertility and um, being an interracial mother and different places like that. And so that was kind of the connector piece for me to kind of use my voice in the online space and then um taking it from there to be able to just content create about kind of shifting my brand it's still very much very centered around motherhood but um using it as i've grown and evolved and as my kids have grown and evolved and we've added another one to our family so it's been i think the connector and anchor to my content creation because I live with my kids every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, that's how I got into influencing or content creation, whatever you want to call it too. Because, um, when I had my son, I was the, I'm the oldest in both sides of my family and, and the first of my friends to have a child. And I was like, why did anyone tell me all this stuff that happened yes. and all yep. of these things that you go through. And I, and I just was like, I have to talk about this because I feel like no one is talking about it. And of course there are people talking about it, especially now in 2020, but I felt so alone and Instagram was kind of a safe haven for me. And I mean, for you, you built a really large following, um, pretty quickly. So how was kind of, how was that like for you? Um, that was really, I think that was based off of just having honestly mommy at the forefront of my business. So that definitely helped. But then for a while, and I was pretty open about this on my Instagram, I grew to about a thousand on my own, like organically, if you want to call it that I say organically, but just because I think anything now is kind of not really organic. It's like you're, you have to be intentional to grow. Um, and so I grew to about a thousand on my own. And then I did a lot of giving. I did a ton of giveaways and so this past year whatever this past year is 2020 has been so long um I 
actually took away a lot of my following. And so that was really hard for me because I was like, I had built up this big following. The number was inflated, but there wasn't that engagement there. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it was just that process of like, man, I can either look like I'm a really big influencer, but not have the engagement to match, or I can have my number reflect what my engagement actually looks like, which was, it's really humbling, I feel like at the end of the day. And so I did end up taking away five thousand or mm-hmm. more I don't remember the exact number it was a lot it was a lot um just because people follow for giveaways and they follow for the gift and then they stay there but they don't engage in your content and so um that was really hard but then corona happened and I was like I have time and space to make content and so I kept just making content and that helped me grow and so um it's been a bad thing but a great thing it's been a blessing for my business side so <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I love your transparency there because there are so many influencers and this is not to diss anyone, but just, I think at that time, that timeframe when you were starting, um, that was what people did and that no one knew differently, I feel like. And now people know that that's not the right strategy because you're so, it's so true. Like you'll end up getting bots or fake followers or followers that aren't engaging. And so the fact that you went through and like come through your followers and like made sure to like dial in on who was there for you, I think is so, so smart. And from the brand side, they want that. They want a smaller, more engaged audience. So I think that that's such a good piece of advice for someone that maybe Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I did a loop giveaway once because I thought, oh, this is the way, this is the way we do it. Um, And I think there's a way to do loop giveaways now that are authentic. If you really know the people, if it's people you would engage with organically, all of that. But um, yeah, but it's so interesting too, because I think you have become so open and you talk about things that are hard for people to talk about or not, or things that a lot of people aren't talking about, whether it's because they don't have those experiences or they don't feel comfortable sharing those things. And I think that you, I think that has really helped you propel forward too, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I went to this conference called Blissem and one of the ladies was like, vulnerability is your power. Um, And if you don't have that, you aren't going to grow. She was like, Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable or to grow, you have to be vulnerable. And so I was just like, oh, I don't like being vulnerable. I'm an Enneagram for, and I love being vulnerable, but on online space, I'm like, "Eh, I don't know these people. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think I really, this last year was just like, it's not even just so much that I wanted to grow, but I felt like my page wasn't me. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, to be authentic and to be real, I want my page to reflect who I am. And so just really starting to be open about areas of life that I hadn't been was just when I saw growth and it's funny because that wasn't actually the intention it was just because I wanted to be like I was like this page needs to feel like my page it needs to feel like my brand and so I changed my brand um, mission I changed my brand colors I changed my website and different things like that because I was like it has to be me like I'm a piece of my brand and so I need it to sound like my voice so that was definitely just why I started being more vulnerable and open and I definitely saw growth from that. Yeah, that's so good. And I know that's like a hard thing to think about (laughs) if you're wanting to grow, but being vulnerable is huge and being yourself because it's, I mean, it's easy to get caught up in what other people are doing and to try and mimic it, but just to be yourself. And I think that you feel better about social media. It's not as, it doesn't feel as all encompassing when you're just like, I'm putting it out. This is, this is me. 
um, I think, I think a lot of people struggle with that. So, um, and one thing I saw that you did was you talked about your financial journey. Mm -hmm. This was, I think at the end of last year where you talked about, um, becoming debt free. And I remember reading that and I was like, wow, not many people talk about that. Talk, talk about yeah. debt or financial struggles or whatever, whatever is going on. And so many Americans are dealing with that. So right. was that scary for you to talk about or how did that kind of come about? Um, we had been doing that process for about four years. We had kind of been wanting to be debt free and kind of working towards it, but not really like pushing our foot on the gas to do it. And so back in October, we started going to financial peace, which is the class we worked for to become debt free. Um, and really, it was just blessing after blessing that helped us get debt free. Um, like part of, like we used every cent of our tax return. We used um, like savings. We used everything and just threw it at paying off our debt. And I think the talking about it, I was like, I feel like this doesn't feel like my brand because I hadn't ever talked about it before. But when I put it out there, there was honestly just so much peace about it because I was just like, I want people to feel comfortable to talk about it. And the response I got um, from the branding business side was that was the most responses I got the most like engagement I should say um, as a whole on that photo but it was also just so many messages in my dms of like we want to get debt free how did you get debt free um, and asking questions and so I really felt like it was just so true to me because it was one of those first posts that I was vulnerable and it was just like this is our financial status and this is where we were and this is where we are because it was it's just finances are just a very vulnerable thing. And so I mm-hmm. think when I was able to like put that out there, I was like, this is part of my brand, just being vulnerable and being real with people. Um, but yeah, that was, it was amazing to become debt-free and be debt-free and now living debt-free. It's been, it's been great. Yeah. So. And you really, you not only put it out there, but you gave people, I think, really valuable tips that were tangible because yeah. so many people will say like, I overcame this, but then they don't explain how, you know? And so I love that you were willing to share and help other people because I think that's super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you recently have really started talking more about your experience as someone that was adopted, um, and someone that is now raising mixed babies, black biracial babies. And I would love to kind of talk to you about that and sharing your family, sharing the conversations that you're having. I think these are things that for so long, I thought as a white woman, I would preach kindness. I would preach, you know, inclusion in to my son and hoping that I was doing enough. But I think that the conversation that you shared, a video that went viral on love sees color was so powerful. And I would love just to kind of hear how that came about for you and all of all of that's happened since that. Yeah, um, that process, the love sees color, I actually wrote a post on my page that I had long before I had my brand. Um, I think it was back in 15. So my husband and I had been married six years. And right after we got married, I was like, I see the differences in our color. I see the differences in his family. I see the differences in um, our culture and how we were raised and our traditions. And that can be true of any two people that get married. I'm sure you can say the same of you and your husband. But it was just um, such stark differences for me and my husband that I was just like I see so many of the differences and I also see his color like when we would go we had an experience where before we had our son we went to some shop in Kansas City and 
my husband was like, this is a black shop. And I was like, you're fine. You're with me. <laughs> uh, but then we've also had experiences where like, we've gone to places in town where it's like, there, there aren't um, black people. And I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. And he's like, you're fine. You're with me. And so we've made it a joke, but it's also, it's just really true of like, we see the color in each other. Um, and we love it anyway. And we accept it anyway. And, um, we have learned to work through it. We've learned to um, raise our children with inclusivity in mind. And so that video really came out of the place I was processing. I had just watched the George Floyd video for the very first time and just it was processing my feelings about that and how love should see color um, and love it sometimes in spite and but anyway and accept it anyway. And so that was kind of that process of that video that I put out there. Yeah, I love that. And I love just the conversations you've been having on your social media too, because we think, especially, I mean, our kids are so young. We think that they don't notice differences. And I think there's studies out there that show they don't see differences, but I've stumbled upon a few statistics that at the age of two, that racial bias can happen. Yeah. which is, it's weird to think about, but it's something that we have to think about because if we yeah. don't talk about it, then, then that systematic racism will just continue to happen. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you were talking about on your stories how you, and if I speak incorrectly, call me out because I'm not an expert <laughs> on this, <laughs> but um, you spoke about on your Instagram story about how your, I think it was your son saw someone that was Indian and you mm -hmm. just said, yeah, let's go talk to her. And I think that that yeah. is something that we were, I was taught, even though my mom is very, very progressive and um, I was very much raised in a um, inclusive environment, went to inner city schools, yeah. but that's still not enough. And um, I just was always taught, like, you don't ask people if they look different than you, what yeah. that's about. Yep. And when you talked about love sees color, I was like, wow, I really, I have to start talking about this now because I don't want it to become mm -hmm. something strange when my son right. is old enough, when it, when it's, when he's older and then he will think it's strange. I want him to just know that this is a thing now and that it's a beautiful right. thing. And you know, difference is part of what makes all of us beautiful and why we have to love one another for our differences. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a hard thing as a mom to kind of realize, but I, I wanted to have this conversation with you because I think it's really, really important. It's like kindness is not enough. Um, yeah. It's, it's more than that. And it's being okay with talking about it and explaining. Um, yeah. Yeah. How does that, how do you feel about that with your kids? Because I'm sure it's even, you know, my son is white, so he will have to hopefully be someone that fights for his friends that are of color or black. But how does that, how do you feel as a mom that's raising someone that is black biracial? How do, how do you have those conversations? I think I, I'm naturally by nature, very curious. And so for me, I've always wanted to walk up to somebody and be like, well, why do you do what you do? And so I think when Malachi asked that question, I was like, well, let's go ask her of this Indian woman because I don't want it to be a taboo subject. I want it to be the subject that's just very normal for people of all colors, of all races. And so um, 
I don't, and because I am not raised that way, I want him to ask questions. Like I, I never want to stop my children from asking questions of why things are different from the way we live. And so I want to encourage those questions, which is why I was like, I wanted to ask her. And she was very gracious and very kind mm -hmm. to try to answer his questions and as much as he can understand as a three-year-old. But um, that's something where I'm like, Google is always an amazing resource that I will mm -hmm. go to, to be, to try to answer his questions as best as I can because I can only answer from my experience and my worldview and my husband can only answer from his experience and his worldview. But I want my children to have a bigger worldview. I want them to have a bigger perspective and a wider range of knowledge to be so inclusive to everyone of color, not just me and his father, because me and his father are the people he sees every day. So I think that was just kind of where that was birthed from and just trying to ask him questions. Like we make sure to bring home library books that have um, Hispanics, Asians, black people, white people, mixed families. Um, because of that very reason, we want him mm -hmm. to be very inclusive and to see it on an everyday level here in our home. So that when he sees it outside, he just can be loving and kind to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, is so tangible to think about too. Just it's, 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 the books, the to the toys that you have. I know toys, yeah. I want to get Ford a baby doll. Even though he's a boy, he should have a baby doll and he should yeah, have different skin absolutely. color baby dolls um, and yep. things like that, I think. And also just going places, even if it feels uncomfortable. I think, you, you yeah. know, how you said you and your husband will go different places. I think that, I think that's really important. And of course, not going and supporting businesses that are continuing to, to, lead with old standards of systematic racism and doing things that are not okay. But um, right. yeah, I know that's important as well. So I love yeah. hearing that and thanks for your honesty. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just a matter of being uncomfortable. Like mm -hmm. you said, it's something, um, it's having that place of like these conversations that we've been having online have been uncomfortable. Um, and I think it's just willing to be uncomfortable to go to those places, to have those baby dolls, to have those conversations. It just, mm -hmm. I think all of this kind of just feels uncomfortable, even as a black woman, it's uncomfortable to have to share those vulnerable places and those stories. But I think it's just all of us learning, like we have to be uncomfortable for a little bit for it to become normal. So Yeah. I would love to talk to you too about your experience as um, a black creator in the Kansas City industry and yeah. being in the minority a lot of the times, whether it's at an event or doing a campaign or just being in the space. I think that we're now seeing a really amazing resurgence of new black creators or black creators that I know that I wasn't exposed to before, yeah. which is really incredible. But I would love to hear because I know, I know that you've been in this industry for a long time. Like how has that been for you? And what are the things that you would wanna share so we can all do better to be yeah. more supportive? Um, I mean, I think, like you said, it's supporting your black local businesses, the same as with the creator space, it's supporting your black creators. But um, I have noticed a, surgence, a resurgence of uh, Kansas City specifically black creators, which I absolutely love. Um, and so I shared a couple over on my page and I put them in a highlight just because I think it's so important to not only just follow, like just diversify your feed, mm -hmm. but diversify your feed with things that you like. So if you like home decor, diversify with, you know, black home decor. Um, if you like motherhood, follow black motherhood creators. And so um, 
the surgeons I love, like as a, as a business, I've loved people following me because I'm black creator. I mean, there's a piece to it that I've loved, but it's also, um, it's been hard at times going to events that in Kansas city that don't have diversity. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the ones that I went to a couple years back, um, was the first time that I walked in, there was another black woman, like right at the front door. And like, I instantly was like, I have to say hi. <laughs> um, just because most of the time that I've gone to like networking events, it's, there's no one that looks like me. There's no one of any type of color. And so that has been hard at times, but I also think that it's been in the place where I've also learned to be uncomfortable. I've mm-hmm. learned to, like, I can love on these people, regardless if there's someone else of color here. It's, it's just the flip of a coin on my side. Um, but then also encouraging people if like there is more space and there is more room for you here in Kansas City to be a person of color and be a creator. Um, and so then we also have like, you know, Bria Jones or we mm-hmm. have Brittany Knoll who we've absolutely loved like going to events together because, you know, my girls of color are there. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I think what's amazing is there's so many, I think there's a space for everyone, especially now on social media. I think for yeah. so long, social media was like, kind of that trend of get followers fast and then you're successful. But now I think we can yeah. all sniff out when people are inauthentic, when it's fake. Yeah. Like I think with everything that's happened this year, it's like, we don't want the people that are just constantly pushing products. We want to get to know right. people. Yep. And I know I've followed un- unfollowed a ton of people just from the past year in general, where I'm like, I can tell that you're all about the dollars or you're all about yeah. the, the followers and you don't care about people. And I think that, right. um, everything that's happened and hopefully just the power of social media, even though I'm sure it's hard just to see, it's hard to see videos of black men dying. It's hard to see things yeah. that are happening that you don't want to believe are, are happening in our world. But I think that with social media, it does give power to the people that are doing the right things and are good people. So I hope that yeah even though it's a little bit messy right now, that it will in the end be a really positive shift. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping is that these, the voices that we took time to amplify last week, week before, um, just continue to stand out. And what I loved is that that so many people made room for those voices to be amplified. Um, And I don't even just mean mine, but I just mean like, other black creators other people of color there were voices that were amplified that I even for myself like my feed has become very diverse in many other ways that I was like I can follow these people I haven't known about these people and so I think that was while it's so messy it is there's people learning there's people taking the time and taking space to listen and learn and unlearn and so I think that's the beauty of what's happening also like social media is so powerful and it's being used while there's a lot of hate there is so much kindness and Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I'm trying to sniff out of like these are the people that are being genuine and they're being kind um and they actually want to help people learn or help people unlearn and so that's kind of just the beauty of I think social media too is when I get on them I'm encouraged that this isn't just an Instagram trend or a happy hashtag it's actually going to be a movement so Yeah, it cannot be a trend. I have a friend that um, she gave me a really great piece of advice and she said, put a reminder for Black Lives Matter in your calendar for the next 
two months and then the two months yeah. after that and then next year in 2021 because the you know the me too movement for example not that that right. compares anywhere near to this but it was such a huge rush of a trend and then it just kind of fizzled out right. um and we can't have that happen because this has been yeah. going on for way too long and right. it has to be a conversation that and i hope that in 2021 that things are moving and the needle is changing and, and all of that. I think yeah. there's a lot, a lot to do, but um, I would love to know on a positive side, let's talk about the joys and, you know, the beauty of this season for you and what kind of do you see as the future of your brand? Because you're really, I mean, you're putting a lot of energy into this. Like, what are you kind of hoping for? Um, well, and that's kind of the thing as I like, I just shifted into like what I want to do. My whole mission is to help women find the ordinary as extraordinary. And so I really love helping mamas grow businesses. That's kind of just the new thing that I found a passion for. And I'm just, I get excited and get like so much joy out of. And so I started coaching like one-on-one -on -one women to grow their businesses, but um, I honestly love the content creation piece. I never, that's never something that I want to let go of because it just is so fun for me. Just the negotiation and all of it, just creating, just to be creative is just so much fun for me. Um, but then on top of it, to be able to provide for my family is like, it's icing on the cake for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but helping mamas grow their businesses, I started a, what I'm calling a beta group, um, with women in person from Kansas city. And I just help them give them tips on how to grow Instagrams, how to find hashtags, how to just all of the things that go into doing your business. And so that's been a lot of fun. And I'm kind of hoping to take that from like a in-person um, meeting to like an online space and kind of maybe make a Facebook group or something like that. So yes. yeah. I love it. What is that? What is that called? Is that just where can people go to find that information? You can go to helloangelrose.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And with your influencing, um, I know you've grown so much. Are you still partnering with brands? Like, what's that kind of look like? I am. I have become very selective <laughs> in the last year, but I am still partnering with brands over on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Angel, how can we stay connected with you? Any closing words, any tips for someone that wants to be an influencer, but has been afraid or doesn't feel like there's a space for them? What could you share? Um, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that will find this inspiring. Yeah. Be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to to be consistent even when it doesn't look like growth is happening because that's where the growth happens. That's where the magic happens is when you're consistent. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you for your time. Um, can you shout out your Instagram handle in your, um, all of your links really quick? Yes. You can find me at everything, Pinterest, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram at hello angel Rose. Yeah. Perfect. And watch her IGTV videos because they are so powerful <laughs> and they're quick and they're digestible. So yes. I love that. Um, so yeah. we will keep watching and I can't wait to see yeah, you. Too. And yeah. I hope I can see you in person soon. So yes. So excited. <laughs> and thank you, Angel. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Midwest Mompreneurs. I'm your host, Katherine Snellen, and I appreciate you so much. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at the Catherine Elise.